0: This is my functional Friday episode where we focus on our health and wellness. So we have the physical and mental capacity to help ourselves and others. And we're talking about how to best guard ourselves against illness and disease. So we recently got asked this again, and we actually addressed it really well in a show we posted in March, 2020 at the beginning of COVID So, I'm reposting that. We're going to cut in after about the first 10 minutes where we were just discussing COVID. And we begin by talking about how to boost your immunity. I mean, every day we're all exposed to so many opportunities for illness, and genetically or from our lifestyle choices, any one of us could be at the tipping point of a disease propensity already within us, just waiting for an open door. So, I'm with my co host, Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert. Uh, I actually got COVID in March of 2020, I'm rarely ever sick, and I got it pretty hard for 10 days. And that was the, the first time I got COVID because I came down with it two more times, both pretty well. Randy never got it, yet most of my biometric markers are stronger than his, and we live very similar lifestyles as far as diet and exercise, and we can't fairly state why I got it and he didn't. Um, I did, however, recover well each time. A lot of people didn't and don't from illness and disease. So what constitutes your best chance for defense from initially coming down with an illness or disease, or if you do get it, how do you recover quicker and more fully? How do you prepare for that? That's the essence of this show. Hey, if you find value from the show, it'd be great if you would leave a review and let us and others know about it. Best thing you can do is talk about what you hear with someone else. You can always find me or connect with me at my website or social media at kevinmiller.co. Next up, Dr. James and I discuss your best defense from illness and
1: disease. Okay, so that's the second part of of everybody's going to ask, okay, but, uh, and the phrase is, how can I boost my immunity? And that's a real statement that you should be doing every day. That you should be doing every day. And life. there's zero way to measure this. You cannot measure your immunity. You cannot know if you're 50% or 80% or 10% good. So acknowledging that there's no measuring sticks. And we, so if you boost it, we can't prove you boosted it. We can't know. And at the same time, we know that these next things I'm going to say are clearly the most related things to the increased likelihood of somebody not only catching a cold, but also having longer symptoms, worse symptoms, and all of that. So number one, without a doubt, okay, number one and number two are about equal, but I'm gonna put number one to sleep. And CDC and all those big guys, they also agree with that. In fact, I just looked at the IFM, uh, Institute for Functional Medicine, so kind of my academy, if you will, And I thought they did a pretty nice job, and they they basically copied the CDC stuff because that is number one, wash your hands, stay away from sick people and all that. And then further on down the page, what else can you do to boost your immunity? And number one is sleep. Number two is stress management. And that is where – and so everybody's going to hear that, roll their eyeballs and say, oh, yeah, okay, I know, but I still got to go to work, take care of the kids and do this and that and the other. And I'm saying, okay, okay. Well, if you—I didn't know do you were going to say that,
0: that. I expected you to say nutrition or something like that. So no, number two
1: is going to be stress, stress response, stress response, now, stress, we'll, response yeah. stress response. Not you can't quit your job. You can't leave and go to Hawaii. You can't go sit on the beach. Well, and you're
0: not telling me, okay, Kevin, don't stress. So don't do your weightlifting workout today. No, that's a good kind of stress.
1: That that's well, I think life general. is good stress.
0: Well, okay, right. So it's your. Resp- it's,
1: it's what now we're getting into our first 20 episodes yeah. is yeah. how has you trained your body to respond to stress and if you are quote unquote stressed out after that workout and you you lose three days because yeah. you're conked well no don't do that yeah. that's that's a don't uh and if work is if you're on your last nerve you are more likely to get sick and you were last year and you will be next year and the coronavirus has you know nothing to do with that and if you're unfortunate enough to get that particular one and you've got your own unique genetic biochemistry or whatever that the coronavirus is latching onto well then you know bad news okay i'm
0: going to keep going back to my intro though here so we're we're saying that here you are and if you're concerned about the coronavirus or the flu or anything that you can put a surgical mask that thin veil over or if you want that thick steel door That Dr. James here is saying, uh, one, the first few inches of that steel door sleep, or maybe the first foot is sleep. Second one is dealing with your anxiety. So if that anxiety is in the form of worry, Uh, fear, anxiety that you are dealing with because of your marital relationship right now, your wayward kid, your boss, your finances, whatever, you may not be able to fix that, but you can try to address your response to it, which again, we've, we've covered in other shows, but he's saying that is tearing yourself down. So let's say if that, you know, if we could start with your thick door, if you're getting less sleep, you just chunked a foot off that door. If you're in that bad stress response, right. but man, your your veil is getting thinner.
1: It is thinner. Okay, and we can make a little caveat right here, and also say, you know who who are the people that are dying?
0: It, it, right, go. it's it's
1: it's people who have these kinds of issues, and by and large, they tend to be the elderly. Yeah. So that that's. Clear
0: we think about that, and i 'm going to say this from an ignorant standpoint, but i can 't remember the last time I heard i 'm sure it's happened, but I hardly ever hear of somebody dying from pneumonia other than an elderly person
1: who's just about
0: at the end they 're in hospice right. already old, old old and feeble and they're they can 't feeble
1: fight it. for for some reason if they 're forty fifty or yeah. whatever, and they have a veil over there, yeah, they have a thin veil of protection, yeah, and that that's part of normal growing old, and so the death count number is also very confusing because people don't have in their mind. oh, Oh, thirty-three hundred deaths. Well, you know, gosh, there's already been twenty thousand here and there and whatever for the very similar kind of virus, and we don't even think about that, or or driving deaths or all the common. No, we
0: did look at that. Just to be fair, though, it, comparing it to the flu, the right, death the, the
1: virility, percentage was higher. Is higher. yes, it is. So this virus this time around if you compare it to you know how would we say 40 million cases of flu and uh, 30,000 cases of death that was 0.001% or somewhere Some close time. to there and so the the percentage of death is uh, i think it was a 3 right at 3 just under 3 well, or something well i guess it.
0: if we took it yeah those numbers that we it'll saw it'll
1: change by tomorrow
0: and not not that it minimizes that it is what it is but i'm not going to ask this just layman's you know question is that because over time, the flu's always there. It's always around. My body is always, in essence, fighting it. and Maybe it's a little more adept at that. So is the coronavirus in and of itself worse or just because it's new and so my body doesn't actually have as many defenses?
1: Is that a fair? I, um, um, yes, that's fair. And I'm not going to be able to say as a virologist. Okay. But if you look at the history of the coronavirus, you know it is the one that commonly spikes up like this. So a few years ago, It was the SARS and the MERS that came from the Middle East. Zika, pig, something. Uh, Zika was something different. Ebola was something different. Uh, The pig flu, but the avian flu. And I was in the military back in early 2000s when the avian flu went around, and it was the big thing. And I think China might have been the starting point of that too. And if and that's where this this Internet hysteria starts, because you just said they want views. Yeah. And so part of the views is more views equals more views. And one of the headlines what? we saw called it an infodemic.
0: When we're doing it. Hopefully it's authentic because we think that we need to address it to help you because it's a, a thing out there. But we're going to get views from it. As coronavirus, put it on the title. We'll (laughs) give you. So, you know, we're we're in that as well. But I I want you to keep through because you only went through two steps. But then, uh, but the the big, but I do want to give an umbrella statement or a perspective on this in regards because we're talking about coronavirus, but we're also talking about the flu. We're talking about any illness, whatever you want to list out there that we all deal with on a daily basis. That we tend to in. I think in the world, but it seems uh, as always in the health and wellness, it's a little worse in America, that we tend to look at it all as it's the luck of the draw. Oh, bummer. You know, I got sick. My kids got it. It went around and it just, man, it happened three times last year. It happened one time and it's just all... Happenstance is how we tend to look at it. And I want people to hear that we can't guarantee the steel wall is going to keep it out. I can't guarantee, and my family, I would brag about, but every once in a while, especially if the kids are involved in school and they're around more kids, somebody will bring something home. And generally, it will go through about half of it. Half of us, I can't remember the last time it happened, but I know about a year ago we had a rash of it. I felt guilty. Here I'm supposed to be the healthy guy, right? We don't this stuff doesn't happen to us. So it does. But every day I'm not gonna treat it as happenstance, luck of the draw type stuff that I do have some control of it. I'm gonna do my best to build that steel door so I have less propensity.
1: There you go. So two things we'll we'll address. How do you have less propensity and and even if you have a great steel door, we could argue it is still happenstance. That last year, your family got it. You will not be able to look back and say, oh, darn it, it's because somebody you know, didn't eat their vegetables one day or they didn't get enough sleep one day. You, you will not be able to go and find why it happened to even the best of us. It will happen. And I hate to tell you, but the Millers will die. All of those kind of things that we've said before yeah. in the past. It, it, and it is happenstance there's some happenstance in it. We're we're dancing this line because
0: I also know that there's very often times where maybe the kids are at school, they'll get it and I'll generally go along and I, I generally so you know, real truth. I generally won't the few times that I have many of the times that I have, I can cite back and go, man, I three days prior to when I picked it up, I got poor sleep. I was worried about some work stuff. And I also way overdid it with sugar or, or whatever. You know, I I opened the door a little bit. I cracked
1: it open, I think. And so as we we've got one foot on both edges because since that time, you're right. Yeah. But since that time, there's been at least a time or two or three where you overdid it, didn't get enough sleep, had too much sugar, and didn't get sick. Yeah. Right. True. Yeah. Okay. Now you and I, I mean, we don't get sick that often, so. And by the way, I will ask people on the intake and say, how many times do you get a, a UR upper respiratory infection per year? And I'll just let them sit with that. And, and they say, in, in America, a pretty good a normal statement is about two times. Two or three.
0: Okay.
1: All right? Okay. And, and according to the CDC kind of folks and all that, if you're in daycare, it's like six or seven. I mean, it's so almost all winter those kids are sort of the snotty-nosed kids. And that's considered normal. Now, if we think about that through a functional medicine lens and say, well, what should normal be? What is normal? The the answer is we don't know. But I'm going to guess that probably a better population would be every two or three years, Ish. I think that's where you and I are. Well, that we're,
0: I, I, we're used to meeting people. I mean, I do who say, I can't remember the last time I was sick. I mean, I know those people fair, and, and, sure. and others would just say, well here, but this is why they would say, Oh, well they must have a good constitution. Lucky for them. And I, I don't
1: know. That's our, where our generally a, a, their steel door isn't perfect. It's and they're generally going to have something else wrong with them. And, and I will agree that some people's constitution that they're uh, of luck of the draw. It's not the viral things. That's their, that is their issue. And, and that's the unique individual biochemistry and all of those kind of things. Today we're talking about population health, population medicine, and it's very hard to mix individual health. And population health.
0: Well, but we're talking about individual. Go back to what you hit on. A second, propensity. How the can propensity we?
1: Propensity is you as an individual. Increase, decrease.
0: Before, That's right. Which, which I'll put to you. So before I, I remember, I was living. It was when I was living uh, in, in the you know, kind of the town next to us here. Um, before I knew you, or we started, you know, working together and whatever, I would get. Uh, strep throat about once uh, once a year. It was my average. Uh, be kind of in the winter season. I would get it. I couldn't get past it. I would get an antibiotic, and that was my healthy normal. I don't get sick at all except for once a year, and then I can't get rid of it, and I get an antibiotic. Since being with you and adjusting a lot of things in my life, I think I've had you, and I don't want to minimize. I, I remember one time. I, I think and I think it was strep. I think it was, and I wasn't getting past it, and. You gave me an antibiotic and that's what it's there for. And yeah. that's one time that I can remember in the past five years instead of yearly. So back to that thing. It's not a guarantee. It's not perfected, but I, I have increased or I've decreased my propensity.
1: Yeah. Okay. You have decreased. And, and now you're in that once every two or three or four years. Yeah. You get sick and darn it, here it is. And, and you're sick and everybody comes in and they talk about, oh, I'm sick. Why? I'm like, well, humans get sick. You don't get to not get sick. That's just not. So that's not. Now, at the same time, it's a biomarker because other people will say right off the bat once a month. Well, yeah. Right. Okay. now this is way different. And I would even look at the once a year person and say something's going on there. But once a month, you know, something more is there's more weight to that.
0: Well and and so at my home right now I have I have 8 people living you have 5 people living out of those uh in our home we both have uh, a specific kid whose propensity is higher mm-hmm. pe- across the board. I mean, so there it's for us to say it's, we got to deal with that kid. That's the kid who's more prone to mm-hmm. catch whatever's going around, more prone to keep it longer, more prone that it goes deeper. So yeah, again, this isn't, uh, um,
1: uh, yeah. And, and last year I bragged, Oh, he didn't miss any school this year. And this year he missed already three days. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and so we got a note from the school, uh, But back to our boost the immunity. So without saying you can have a perfect steel door, uh, but what can you do to decrease your propensity to get any kind of an illness? And if you do get coronavirus, the vast majority, 97% of them, it's just a cold and it has its it doesn't have any characteristics. You know, right now I was looking on the CDC. You like dry cough or something, I think I read. And <laughs> Same I as know. every other cold, okay. you know. And uh, there's no testing other than through the state organization. So if you really suspect it, go to your, probably the, the ER. I mean, talk to your doctor, but go to the ER, which is where they're more likely going to have the testing mechanisms. And they're going to quarantine you, meaning go home. They're not going to keep you there. Uh, but anyway, how do you – and if you get it, how do you increase the chance of being the one that it doesn't affect too badly? And so we're back to sleep number one, stress management number two, awareness of that. Uh, number three is going to be your general lifestyle. This is what – this a whole show is based on this. Your general lifestyle in terms of how's your exercise, how's your general nutrition, mm-hmm. how's your general relationships – All of those are what are feeding into you in terms of your resilience and capacity and all the words that we've used. That's what keeps you well when the wind blows. Mm -hmm. And every year the wind blows fiercely through the flu and all of that. And most people don't think twice about it. But because of news and internet and, and it's unique and new and different and all of those kind of things, it's become this thing. Okay, so not to minimize it, but here we are. Now, the second part of that is people say, okay, I'm doing all of that. Can't I take vitamin C or elderberry or wild honey or echinacea? And I'm running out of ones, but there's 50 more. And so when you put in the words alternative, integrative, functional, and corona, and I'm, I'm suspicious that Google is, you know, monitoring this on how they. Uh, I just thought, wow, that's, it won't autofill coronavirus. Hmm. Imagine that. Interesting. Um, and the first several lines on the Google are the warnings from CDC and the big guys that say, oh my gosh, be careful. Don't put your faith on alternative whatever. It could be dangerous. The way you prevent health or prevent this virus is wash your hands and blow your nose and all those kind of things. Stay away from people and do the normal personal precautions Mm. and we've already stated yes we agree it's it's normal so let's not get crazy about it and we've said the basics about sleeping and those kind of things and then what about all these others and so the real caution is people can't leave the show and say okay so basically what those guys said was take vitamin c because that's not what we're saying
0: well sleep don't have bad stress responses Take vitamin C.
1: You're live. Uh, yeah, but, uh, on which top, those are great. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, but you and I, we've already talked about. I think our vitamin supplementation philosophy. Yeah, and so I would say, well, if you take vitamin C, great. But if you if you're a normal person and you're living inside most of the time and you haven't tested your vitamin D and it's low, and I said, well, you wasted your money there. We already know there's common insufficiencies in omegas, vitamin D, probiotics, uh, a standard multi.
0: But people are asking right now, okay, but with this imminent threat, uh, you know, supposedly imminent threat, should I beef up on it? So. no. Okay. Well, well, hold on. I'm gonna because I'm gonna ask if if you, Randy James, you would say no because, and I assume though, it's because you are already taking adequate amounts. You're addressing your sleep. You're addressing your stress. You're taking the yeah. We did talk about that. I don't know what show number it was, but supplements. You're taking the supplements that you think are well, so that you've got vitamin D and C and whatever that are up there. So if you're already at that. So, somewhat, hopefully optimum level. Do you need to beef up? Well, no, you can't. Where's it going to go? Now, if somebody right now is not doing that, you would say, well, beef up, but this is what you should be doing. Get to the level that you should be doing every day. Yeah?
1: Yeah. Okay. And that, that's the danger that I think those websites are warning against is people will they will keep not sleeping enough and drink too much alcohol at night and you know drown their sorrows in a Netflix, Netflix binge and go to bed at 1 a.m. and those kind of things. And they'll say, oh, but I took... You know, that there's a famous brand called Kick-Ass Immunity. Yeah. And there's another one called Wellness Formula. And there's another one called something. I mean, there's dozens and dozens.
0: Well, you're like at the thing of, so uh, here's the regular Oreos. Here's the fat-free one so I can have twice as many. Right. You just cancel it. With, <laughs> With a Diet Coke. With a Diet Coke. But you. But if we talk about, well, let me ask you this. Because this is, this is if somebody feels like they're, an, I don't know, an imminent threat. You're in a big city and you're going to a meeting or whatever. You know, is there... Are there some affirmative action things we can take? And I'm, I'm going to ask that, though, because so here in the clinic, if I, I haven't done this in a long time, but, you know, like that, we've done that. The kids are maybe they caught a sickness at school and bring it home and you're kind of worried about that. And then here we are at the office. And you feel a little off. Now, I'm prone to go get a because we do them here at the office, uh, a Myers cocktail, which is an intravenous, an IV.
1: Yeah, high, an, an high, IV infusion of higher doses of vitamin C and B, basically. Okay.
0: But, I'm, but I, I want to point that out. Not that everybody can do that. Well, I, most cities, you can go get them somewhere. They're really expensive and overpriced. Yeah, but-,
1: but see, I, I I take issue with that a little bit because those, yes, that is now a, uh, um, you don't need a doctor and you can just go do it retail and go get an IV infusion and there's infusiology and these other, other stores. But you know what? So what they're selling is that people... Maintain their not great lifestyle and they say, but I'll go get this, this thing. Well, but I'm saying, yes, okay, I got you. Go ahead. It's, well, go ahead. so number one, there's no data to support it. Okay. And number two, I think it increases their ultimate risk. Why? Because we've entitled them to their bad lifestyle and made them think even subconsciously that they can just make up for it by going to this awesome Which IV. is
0: traditional medicine. Just get a pill and the
1: symptoms or try to deal with the Well, Oh yeah, I mean, antibiotics save lives. Okay. So it's sometimes there is the time and the place, but I don't think we're ever going to get to the point where infusiology, it can, can maintain their saving lives.
0: Okay. I agree. Okay. But let's take me. I, and I, and you would put me at the top of the list of doing a lot of the right things. If I still feel like, man, I've got something coming on. Can I do that affirmative action? And you I may, can. I may do a Myers, but I'm also going to make, I may get, I may go to bed extra early and instead of getting my normal, what I'm trying to do eight hours sleep, I might want to get nine. I might want to say, I mean, I'm not going to do a super hard workout that may diminish my body's faculties a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm going to do a moderate workout. Uh, maybe this is not the time to talk through that hard financial discussion with my wife or relational thing, you know, just even stress to look, what are the things I can do to bolster
1: extra bolster myself? So on your list, I bet it's not written there, but number one fast. I did have it. I forgot. I skipped over it Fast. <laughs> Please I I uh, love yeah. that one. Yeah. I would now now 99.9% of the public hearing our words is going to hate this. Cuz they grew up with grandma and you're, you're grandma sick have some and soup
0: and a, your throat hurts we'll have a milkshake. That'll feel a good going Yeah down.
1: or a whiskey toddy or you know <laughs> something. And we always feel like we need to give our illnesses as something. And we need mostly well, What's
0: need, that term? It, there's that old Wives starve the
1: cold and feed a fever, and feed a fever uh, uh, that nobody knows the answer to. And I'm to, saying if you, yes, I'd say starve them both.
0: Starve exactly, <laughs> and, and I, w- I will hold up my hand and say, out of everything I've tried over my lifetime, well, especially since meeting you, that the the best thing that I have had feels like results. I mean, I know it's not scientific. I can't go prove it <laughs> or whatever. But when I feel like something going on, that I've um, not, uh, I, I've kept it from manifesting is is not eat for a day, two days, whatever I feel like it needs to be.
1: Yeah. And I I think there is actual data there. So we can, we can lean on that to say for the people who aren't superbly adrenally stressed, there's your stress markers or who aren't doing higher performance athletics or who aren't diabetic. So whoever the normal people are out there who could tolerate this, I would say, yeah, skip dinner, go to bed early. Well, people, what do they really think? They think, no, I'm sick. I get chicken noodle soup and Netflix. And I just, you know, get to wallow in my misery here. And i like, Comfort okay, food. If com- we go to comfort, comfort food, food which absolutely. is generally the worst. High sugar. High sugar, things. high salt and stuff that, you know, nobody gonna, eats broccoli.
0: Which I want to say is going to, and I, I don't know if you want to support me, it, those things are going to hurt your immunity further. Potentially. Gonna, we potentially. have to say potentially. Okay, okay, that potentially. We're not going
1: to be able to prove that, but we can say they don't help. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what that's exactly what we're saying is increasing your propensity for help is going to be skip dinner, go to bed and uh, get eight, nine, ten hours of sleep. That, holy cow, that is medicine for your soul, for your body. Wake up the next morning, sleep in a little bit, you know, skip that breakfast, go to work, plan on working a little lighter, tell yourself or your boss to say, hey, I'm going to knock off at three, take a nap. That's the medicine. Okay, and and, and as much... Grace
0: again. I get sick. It does happen, uh, but on this, I I have literally had this, I've seen this play out where to propose that to somebody, man, it's the middle of the day. They feel like death. They got to go home. And it's that thought of cuddle up in a blanket with Netflix. It's comfort, man. I already feel like crap. And now you're telling me not to eat. (laughs) I already feel bad, man. At least I can have something good to eat and they'll take that and then spend the next four days out of commission as opposed to, no, don't eat, go to bed, put suffering on suffering. If you want to look at it that way. And then you're, you're recovered and
1: you spend the next three days feeling well is a possibility. We're, we're talking about probability, propensity. Right. So probably our most famous, what we call one pagers, you know, people call in and say, I'm sick. I got a headache. I got this. I got that. You know, what do you want me to do? And I'm so tired of answering that question. Like, well, okay, start here. Number one is sleep. or <laughs> sleep. Number one is sleep. Number two, uh, you know, be aware of stress, stress management, that kind of thing. Uh, number three is, yeah, skip meals. Or here's the way I'll say it. If, if you're not hungry, don't eat. Yeah. But most people are bored out of their minds. They want some comfort foods, and so they Which don't. It's not eat true broccoli. hunger. It's your it's, it's your, your taste
0: buds and your appetite saying yeah. just please me.
1: But Ple- well, I, they want to treat the pain. And like okay, that other sure, book we've sure. been reading. They just want to treat the pain. And yeah. you know it's not going to fix me. I know that, but I don't want to just sit here and do nothing. And here I have this pain. I mean, and I and, do want to say that I get that
0: too, man. If I feel bad, the last thing I want to totally. do is deprive myself of anything. <laughs> I want to. I want comfort food, man. Let me medicate.
1: I, I mean, I'm. You totally, Can I please be I,
0: sick with a bowl of ice cream and, yeah. and
1: Netflix? I, I just teasing my son the other day. I'm like, man, getting sick is not vacation. We are yeah. not doing all day TV with, yeah. you know, you here on the couch and a giant, you know, thing a Gatorade or whatever. That yeah. that's not how this goes. Yeah. Um. Because you're right. Then for a kid who's even trying to decide am I sick or not, and if you make it so fun to be sick. Why wouldn't they be sick? These are smart kids. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so back to the one pager, you know, we, we, we say what we just said at the top. And then I would say if you've got a headache, if you've got pain, use. That's why God made Motrin. Yeah. You know, so Tylenol, Motrin, and those kind of things, yes. Um, because it, But the reason that those medicines are helpful, not because they cure a cold, but because they take the headache away, headache away enough so that you actually feel like eating some broccoli, so that you can actually go to sleep. And, you know, do what you got to do in life. You don't feel that bad. So take some of those medicines. You know, there's all the cold formulas of, you know, there's dozens of these kinds of mucinex, D and E and F and all these kind of things. And some of those, as we talk to them, what kind of cold do you have? What kind of symptoms? Some of those are helpful. By and large, they're as helpful as a placebo when you hold them up to a randomized controlled trial. So the bottom line, there is no cure there's no medicine for a cold.
0: Well, I will say something I've gotten from you, though, in regards to medicine is if I am, and this has happened since you know you you and I have been working together, that I will feel bad, and the thing that you tend to focus on the most is sleep. So, if my cough is disrupting my sleep and you're holding sleep up, yeah, take something cough to the medicine, cough
1: medicine, especially one with Benadryl or whatever that N- kind of makes knock you
0: yourself. If you take a sledgehammer, knock yourself out. If it takes, if it takes that to, to sure. get sleep. Sure. Yeah.
1: And and of course, a lot of our patients are like, well, I don't want to take a medicine. And I'd say, okay, well, you're not going to die. You're just going to be miserable.
0: Which that's me. I, I mean, I loathe medicines, but if I'm not I getting sleep. I loathe not
1: sleeping exactly. more.
0: Exactly. Well, and again, that, that's what you've taught me. So I have done that. That's the, I do remember, you know, over the past few years. Having done that a handful of times, for, well for myself or for my family, to yeah. say yeah, whatever we can do to to dry up the nose or to whatever
1: that's disrupting the that's sleep. That's disrupting. That's the it. Sleep. Is that's all your? That's,
0: that's your that's first the only question, that, right? How's, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: How's the sleep? If the sleep is disrupted, that's going to direct the medicines because the healing mechanism of the body is so profoundly based on sleep. Yeah. And granted, Benadryl. We had a sleep show and we said all those sleep medicines disrupt the nuance of your sleep mechanisms, but yes. no sleep is worse than yeah. some sleep.
0: I, okay. I'm, I'm sitting here laughing at myself because I hear, for, for the, for the parents out there, I got, I got, I got some magic for you. You ready? When my kids know that them and they're sick, first thing we're going to do is oh my gosh buddy then let's skip dinner you know keep the because they know this they know this stuff skip dinner and go to bed early and if they they're going to go one of two directions they're going to go ah you know it's not that bad then you have just warded off you know something false when they go okay then you know they're really sick
1: yeah Uh, totally
0: and and they'll go do it either way you win it's way you win (laughs) yeah
1: and they're they're learning how to judge their own sickness yeah yeah which also by the way we can say this it, it's actually probably even do a whole show on this, but here we are talking about coronavirus and the Internet and, you know, mom's concern about her kids and her elderly parent and all these kind of things. Uh, so it is amazing when you do the studies that look at the psychological context that kids will think about illness in. Mm-hmm. And so if you go into the public today and, and in the public school arena, that kind of thing, and, and you talk about well, what do you do for a cold overwhelmingly what's the answer chicken soup or something or? take a pill oh take a pill okay. yep take a pill and and that is even more pronounced in a lower socioeconomic kind of a situation so and, and i feel like we as a people have taught our populace that awesome health care is a pill and and that yeah. fundamental... So then when the coronavirus hits around, it's awesome healthcare is the president spending $8.3 billion, billion to make yeah. a va- vaccine that even by the time it gets here it'll be summertime and we'll be over this thing I mean, probably.
0: It's interesting you say, cause I, I worry about that sometimes. So, you know, my family like yours really athletic and outdoors and there's often aches and pains, legit stuff from mm-hmm. a wreck or a fall or just an exertion or whatever. And maybe because of that, and maybe because they weren't hydrated or whatever, there's the errant headache or whatever. And I feel like, man, we've gotten really quick to uh, go take an ibuprofen. Yeah. And I've wondered uh-huh. if we're, uh, Jumping at that yeah, too much. I have thought quickly. about that too
1: because my kids will now ask, "Can I take something?" Yeah, and, and me
0: too. I don't want to feel. Especially if I'm working, I don't want to sit there. So if I can take an ibuprofen to take away the the dull phone. ache, but and then of I, course
1: we can't know what's the pain they're feeling. Yeah, right. And we're teaching them how to perceive their own pain, and we have taught a populace, a tens of millions of people, to perceive pain through the lens of. Well, I took took this and it went away and therefore that works and I really did have something. But at the same time, they're medicating with Netflix and sugar and all these other things. Well, I
0: was going to say, because if I'm sitting there at my desk and I'm being bothered by a headache, would it not make sense? if my body is saying, Hey, maybe take a break, go take a nap, maybe stop working for that. I don't want to do that. I want to continue what I'm doing. So take away that. And I'm not letting pain do what it'd be. What would happen to the opiate? This is going to get in sketchy water. I know, but you know, the epidemic that we have of pain masking things, if we had, if we took them all away and you had to deal with it, what would be the propensity back on that word for people to take healthier, better measures to deal with that pain that they now can't mask.
1: All gentleness to people who are stuck on a medicine and that kind of thing, that it is a real thing. And what you just said is a real thing that what we know about the opioid epidemic and, you know, my, my generation. So I graduated in 98 and was literally taught that pain is the fifth vital sign. So that was, that I was, was graduating
0: motivation. med school, folks, not high school. You're yeah, not med school. That young. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so 20 years uh, as, as a doc and the first, you know, however long that was, being told, you know, treat pain, treat pain, treat pain. Yeah. And now look, well, there's a multi-billion dollar suit against the Purdue family. Which, which and, treat
0: pain is really mask it, isn't it?
1: Right. It's not get to the root by any means. It's not take it away. It's just uh, manage it. Manage it, yeah. and 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 you are you and I are deeply. We'll probably do a show on it. Deeply reading this book about you know there are so many ways for the human to turn to a pain masking thing, and the famous ones are wine and alcohol and coffee and sex and whatever. And you know, it's uh,
0: media is a, a number one at this uh, point. Yeah, is is uh, what do we put uh, that in? I don't know. Eat entertainment. He called it
1: uh, Insta Twitter book. Okay, I thought that was a guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, that's social media. But I'm saying even just Netflix or, just or whatever that, that now a, medi- a medication along with sex drugs and blah 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 is uh, and wine and whatever is viably. Well, yeah, I don't know. Entertainment in essence, entertainment, it's entertainment. It's just well, drowned is just drown myself. In
1: essence, is a dopamine hit. A little distraction, little slap of dopamine through distraction yeah. through whatever else, so I don't feel my pain quite as bad. Which I get if I go home and I'm trying to avoid the hard
0: conversation with my wife or deal with my kids. Oh my gosh, can I just watch a movie? I'm done. And that's a way of numbing, avoiding, distracting. Okay, that's another show. Yeah.
1: Right. I was going to say, we're we're kind of far afield here, but the... Bottom line, uh, that is going to go into somebody's wise and healthier response to both the hysterical side of this, where you can just step back a little bit and not be wrong to say, okay, look, if you're not going to China, not going to Seattle, not going to these places, then step back and take care of yourself. Get enough sleep, manage your stress, do all these kind of things, and then, you know, people out there will say, "Yeah, but vitamin C really does this," and and echinacea and bilberry and all these kind of things. And I'd say, okay, if you're like, well, I don't know if we said this before, but I would say I'm a vitamin C guy. But that doesn't mean I'm going to go take. I always take vitamin C, and so does that mean that I know I'm not going to get the virus? No. Do I have less propensity? Yeah.
0: Well, let me exaggerate it. The thing that ruffles your feathers is somebody saying, I'm going to take five times the dosage of vitamin C to deal with this thing. And they're only getting five hours of sleep. And you're right, that's how, I, it's like I think pissing in the ocean.
1: Yeah. Well, even you're going backwards. Okay. And in fact, there, there is some data on that. So great big studies done on vitamin A. And they're like, because then there, there was some indication that vitamin A would help prevent... I can't remember if it was cancer or an illness or whatever, but so they took a whole bunch of smokers, put them on vitamin A, and they got worse, huh. right? So if you're going to smoke and say, well, I'll take some vitamins, and especially vitamin A, well, that's not only you know, pissing in the wind, you're pissing on yourself. Hmm. That's a good analogy. <laughs> it's right? that's so, kind of disgusting, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't do that. that but the problem is, is that people will say, I can't go home early. I can't. I don't have a boss that's going to allow me to knock off and take a nap. No. I can't not take my kids to school, et cetera. And that's where we'd say, we get it. Do the best you can. Do
0: the best. Exactly. Do the best you can. And, and we do have that. The one. Oh well, I don't, one area I will pull out is you can do things to make sure, and this is in our, I don't know what, I don't have the shows in front of me, but on the one on sleep, there are things you can do. If you can only get five hours of sleep, then make sure that the best possible five hours quality wise as you can, which is going to go to the best that you can do in the day with managing your stress response. Food is huge and we can all make the decision. I think I can say this for what you put in your mouth. You choose to, because you could choose to put nothing, which is probably best it's in this, probably in this case. Be Yes, yeah. But, you know, for, for dealing with an acute issue now, the day to day, you can't go forever. Uh, not eat. you just went five days without I, eating food. I'm bra- I'll days. brag on you five days with no food and you didn't die. Uh, you actually feel great. Um, but, uh, but you can, yeah, you, you know, mentioned Brock, you can have some whole foods, not too much and help prepare your sleep. Well, you cannot be on screens till the last minute and help prepare and get the best five hours of sleep possible and be feeding yourself the best that you can.
1: That's that's well said and we can probably wrap up with that that, that that's also where people you know shake a fist at the system and say, you know, my boss doesn't understand. My wife doesn't understand. I, I still have to do this and that and the other. But when it comes down to, yeah, but you as a free human individual can turn the screen off and go to bed. You cannot eat at fast food. You can take extra time to uh, meditate on your stress issues. And all of those things, we, we've done whole shows on them because they're really complex. Uh, but but that's, that is the medicine.
0: Well, and you talk about the basics. The basics are show Three through twelve here on the True Life Show, where we go through the basic tenets of functional medicine. So, if you want to get in depth of the basics, those are them. You know what? But, but to wrap up, um, I I because I really I know it's more relevant to us because we're up here in the Rocky Mountains where they do fire mitigation. Um, which, but you know, explain that in regards to this because up here they do that constantly. They're going through the woods and they're clearing out all the debris, all the dead right. stuff that gives the fire that Fuel. much more. Propensity, back yep. to that word, to jump from one spot to the next. So if they take away that and the fire comes to a point, it has less ability to jump. And that's what you, I love that, uh,
1: that analogy for yes, this. Yes, that All totally works. works. And, and doing the sleep and the nutrition and the exercise and stress management is mitigation. Yeah. Right, it's work. It's, it's not easy. This is not, and that's why people don't do it. Because it really is easier to you know, have a bowl of chicken soup and, and watch some Netflix. And, oh, darn, I, I was going to go to bed early, but I didn't because of this. And now it's going to be another hard day tomorrow. And I'm like, you're going to stay sicker.
0: Gosh, it's great. Again, when you think about that um, surgical mask over your mouth, you're trying to keep that virus out. That virus gets in and you're either going to try to stop it, like fire mitigation, give it no place to jump. Or you through your stress, through your lack of sleep, through what you're going to fuel that fire. I was gonna say, you're
1: almost rebreathing it. Exactly. Exactly. Now we're back to you kind of on yourself again.
0: Well, but, yeah, but then it's, it's, you're going to go to you're going to go home and sit in front of the bed with processed food, high sugar food, stay up late, uh, and really fuel the fire. You're not giving you're, your body you, a chance. You, to say, Yeah, it. You're
1: fe- and you're feeling sorry for yourself. You're fueling yeah. the fire that is the very thing that is going to allow. And here we have the coronavirus jumping and in fact if you you read about it one of the reasons why it's such a surprising thing is number one it's such a normal virus Mm. it just goes uh and therefore it flies under the radar which is exactly what you just said the the smoldering burning embers fire uh flow through the unmitigated detritus of our lives and then here's a susceptible tree and that person's gone and, and if you're a tree over here and you look around and you see all this debris in your life, clean it up now. Okay, friends, I trust this topic
0: will equip you better as you daily confront the possibility of sickness, disease, or malady. Thank you, as always, for choosing to tune into this self-helpful podcast. Again, if you got value, it'd be great uh, if you would leave us a review. Best thing you can do, Keep the discussion going. Talk about what you've heard with someone else. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself so that you can help others.